Content warning. The Spells and Whistles 10 Candles miniseries utilizes the 10 Candles game system, and it is a game designed to have a tragic ending. As such, the following content warnings apply to this episode and the others in this series. Themes of horror, depictions of descent into insanity, compulsions, death, betrayal, apocalyptic events, disturbing imagery, character death, PvP, and unhappy endings. Listener discretion is advised. back to Spells and Whistles, the usually D&D 5e podcast, but uh, in case you have been um, missing for the last little bit, we are running 10 Candles! Yay! Yeah! Um, part 3. Yeah, 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 Welcome yeah. to 10 Candles, <laughs> a really spooky, scary game. Um, you can purchase this game for yourself at cavalrygames.com slash 10-candles. It's one of my most favorite games ever. I would super highly recommend it. If you want to play it yourself, you should. Yeah, anyway, a little recap, just because it's been a little bit for our uh, players as well as our audience. We are following the story of three scientists who were in the winding red canyons of Flaming Cliffs State Park. The world has ended as far as they know, and so they are desperate at a chance to survive. Stalked and followed by mysterious figures with ghostly white faces and scorpion-esque claws, they have been lucky enough to fend them off with their lights, but as their battery life begins to dwindle, so does their hope. Though tensions reached a high in our last episode, Logan has begun to care more for Bailey, Cassidy's drawings have been trailing behind, leaving a literal paper trail to them. Once out of the canyon, the crew found a bonfire lit by one of the leaders from their field study named Chantel. She and Cassidy talked about how they are wanting to be the kind of people that live rather than the kind of people that die, but their conversation was interrupted by Logan, who had found dozens of drawings like Cassidy's in Chantel's bag. Though surrounded by creatures just beyond the firelight, they sent her off, and they eventually left the fire in embers the next day, continuing on their way, finding her body, but missing her walkie-talkie. We are going to pick up with our fifth scene of the game. There are five candles that remain. These things are true. The world is dark. We found evidence of a wounded something on our way. Oh, the way that that could literally be so many things and it's now even more upsetting without a description. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> a wounded thing. Um, uh, we find half of the wounded thing later that day. It's got feathers and fur, but only a couple of appendages were left. You're, uh, you're able to find what you recognize to be the Visitor's Center for Flaming Cliffs State Park. Over the course of this next leg of the journey, Bailey's um, concussion has caused her to start seeing things. And we, we are, are alive. alive. I forgot we all <gasps> had to say that. Crazy. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, I love this. Okay. Um, 
We'll just pick up right where you find the half of this thing with fur and feathers and in the distance the visitor center. It is quiet. It has been a while since your flashlights gave out in the dark on the road. You're led only by silhouettes in the dark against a slightly less dark sky. What would you like to do? Cry? Scream? Call my mom? Um. (laughs) Valid. Mom, there's Uh, weird things (laughs) again. Mom, I don't have a flashlight. Can you mail me one to camp? Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) All the cool kids have one, and I don't, and it's weird now. (laughs) I think, uh, like any rational person, um, Bailey, when seeing the lump on the ground in the, in the, uh, near vicinity um does the mom arm and slams her arms out hey what the fuck is that uh i don't know ew I, it, but also uh yeah don't love that i would pick up a stick and just kind of like try and like turn it over um yeah go ahead and make me a conflict you're rolling five dice, and I am also right, rolling five dice Ow. for narrative control. Oh, gosh. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I got no sixes. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Okay. And I did roll my hope dice too, and did not get a five or six. Well, that is going to be the end of our scene, and I have narrative control. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh gosh, you got me. This thing. As you turn it over, again, like like Bunny said, it's missing several appendages. But there must be some part of a brain stem still attached as this thing lunges for you and claws across your face. Oh. And that is where we will end our scene. Absolutely not. No. Fun fact, this actually happened to my dad with a, not not my dad, my grandpa with a rattlesnake one time. He chopped off its head and it tried to bite him after its head was gone. Oh my gosh. I have a new fear now. Wow. (laughs) Unlocked. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Ten candles exposing new phobias every day. (laughs) A new line and a new veil have been discovered. (laughs) This episode is going to be so goofy compared to the other one. Yeah, we need to like scale. We really gotta like. We love throwing out lines and veils, though. Everyone use uh, safety tools in your TTRPGs, please. Yeah, shout out to lines and veils. Also, Um, your fear can be um, depicted in many ways. Ours is humor and laughter. (laughs) 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 These things are true. The world is dark. Um, Christ. Uh, Bailey's hallucinations show her what this thing was. Oh, no! Oh, I'm not gonna be the final girl! I'm gonna get eaten! (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, um, uh, in talking about what she's seeing, she calls out to talk to Elliot, not to Logan and Cassidy. That's really sad. Yeah. 
the claw marks across uh, Logan's face, while not instantly fatal, seem to be getting worse. And we are alive. Ten minutes have passed since this thing lashed out with its final reaction, and the three of you are continuing to make your way down this road. Bailey muttering under her breath to Elliot. Cassidy attending, I'm assuming would be assisting Logan in any way, but also I could be totally wrong. What is, what are you all up to? Why don't you tell me? <laughs> uh, I think Cassidy is pushing forward as, because she had been leading before. I think she's trying to push everyone forward and saying like, um, there's, there's got to be something at the, the visitor center that can maybe help Logan, right? we gotta find something this is not looking good i don't have to be a medical professional to know that or do you have anything in your fancy plants and herbs and shit that's what i was just telling him i know it's funny sorry do do you have anything in your fancy herbs and shit what are you talking to the air for it's weird (laughs) I don't know why she's doing that. Um, I have, uh, yeah, I, uh, and she'll dig through her bag to try to find something? Cotton buds? I don't know. Yeah, you what, can what look in your bag and in the surrounding that. area. I'll yeah, yeah. Make a conflict roll. Four There's dice. There's only four dice. There's only four. Listen to this stack of dice I got here. Oh, it's so exciting. For us, I for sure, yeah. Two sixes and Ooh. no ones. Ooh, nice. None sixes, so you have narrative control. Tell me what you find. Um, I think. Ooh, that's great. That's a that's a thought. Um, I think in total actual prepper mentality, um, Bailey has tucked away like one last little bundle of emergency stuff um very much like tourniquet and ace bandage kind of things um and uses whatever sort of like I don't know like an iodine packet that's just crammed at the bottom of her bag and tries to sort of make a clean bandage and hold together some of the blood loss and lessens it I'm gonna killing say, yeah. Logan. Good, Good rolling. <sighs> Is it? Um, <laughs> thanks. Logan, what are you up to? Yeah. Uh, I'm helping. I think Logan's uh, taken some of, like, the sleeves of her shirt and stuff and, like, ripped them off and, like, has tried to use that to, like, maybe the inside part of it so it's not hopefully not as dirty to, like, mm-hmm. help... Um, clean herself up uh and she's also even though it's super dark she's like trying to look at it just to see if anything weird's going on like looking at the see that's the really interesting thing is it is really really dark still but you find your vision becoming more clear is it getting is it getting lighter outside sunrising or something I no? guess it wouldn't matter, even if it was. Maybe, maybe your eyes are adjusting. After 
Yeah. All this time. You know, that's why pirates wore eye patches. Well, you kind of have one now. It's more like a face patch, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, visitor center? Visitor center. Who is leading the way here? The way that, in Bailey's mind, Elliot is leading, but actually Bailey is leading. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really fucked up. Uh, I'm gonna cry already. (gasps) Failure, failure, we love failure in this game. Three ones and (laughs) five. Oh my god! And you do not have a hope die yet, is that correct? That is correct. Oh, okay. Elliot, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Um, you do have <laughs> a vice. You do have a vice that you can burn I to like reroll those to ones. That very would, much, if you wish to. Um, <laughs> you know what? This actually plays right into it because her vice is cowardice. Uh, so I think that in this false place that she's in. Having someone there, in quotes, that makes her normally feel very safe and comforted just lets her lead for the first time in the dark. Okay. Ah! And have you re-roll your three ones. <laughs> That's so many ones. Okay. <laughs> you have got to be shitting me right now. Two ones. No sixes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game. As you approach the visitor center, you hear a loud screeching behind you. And that makes your skin crawl. You all jump and are sprinting as fast as you can towards the visitor center. And as you approach, massive high beams turn on from somewhere in the building. And that is where we'll end our scene. These things are true. The world is dark. The voice coming from behind the high beams sounds an awful lot like Chantel's voice. I love that so much. (laughs) The lights are able to stay on for that brief moment before they flicker away. And And we we are alive. alive. We'll just pick up right where we left off. Uh, Um, I think still in the delusion, (laughs) Bailey just kind of does one of these and goes, there's people inside. Come on, come on. I know, I know. And links her arm with nothing and like keeps walking. Bailey, shh. What? Shh. Be quiet. Okay. It's hard. We should get inside, though. Like, looks back at Cassidy. Uh, just follows. <laughs> yeah, just follows. Okay. You're able to sort of get through the kind of fence that surrounds it and you can get to the front door. You push the door open and you see something that 
sort of looks like Chantel. The way her hair always was when you were with her was slicked back into a tight bun, but this hair looks less like hair and more like some kind of pelt. And her eyes seem to reflect a little more than they should in the dark. And her voice sounds the same, but there's a certain growly tone to it that wasn't there before. And she says, I'm so glad my team's made it. I I don't know who you are. Uh, Logan's like backing out already with <laughs> this place. If you stay in here, it's safer than out there. Logan's like frantically looking between both bad options. Doesn't know what to do. Uh, I think Cassidy steps forward and says, "Chantel, is are you are you in there? Is that still you? Is that what her name was? Yeah. Who are you? You see, like her." expression in this dark room you're just barely able to pick out it almost looks like she's thinking hard sifting through memories in her mind as she thinks on this question i'm i'm the new chantel nope i don't like that answer okay so uh what are you then you all are scientists from here, right? Mm-hmm. Inquisitive minds, always asking questions. And as she's talking, she's slowly walking toward you all. Ah, uh, no. Logan's backing out for sure. Yeah. Baby and Cassidy, what are you guys doing? Backing out slowly, again, still arm linked with no one, and going. You know, that's really, that's great. I'm glad you're reinventing yourself. Um, This sounds like a personal journey. And uh, the first of you that we've spoken to and not been just screamed at, and that's fascinating. In fact, I think we should go outside and recoup and express our uh, thoughts in our notes. Okay, ready? Let's leave now. (laughs) Okay. And you're gonna try and run? Yeah. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Oh. This is something called dire straits. I think that's the term for it in the book. If not, I'll go in and I'll patch it with a voiceover. (laughs) This means that the consequences of this will be severe if you fail. Yep. Quick refresher on um, dire straits. If you fail the roll, you don't necessarily have to be the one to die. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Just throwing that out there for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. For sure, for um, sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, sorry, just consulting my rules just to make sure I do this correctly. The way that I'm about um, to assign each of us a dye color, and if that one's the one that loses... <laughs> well, that's, that's a decision no. that whoever has narrative control will make. I just... So. Oh, man. Okay. Go oh, ahead God. and make your roll. Three, right? Mm-hmm. Three die. 
Is 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 Bunny rolling for both of us running away? Bunny is rolling for the outcome of this situation. Okay. So it's not necessarily her running away. Sure. It's just what happens as a group. I have to send you a picture of this, actually. Just as a group proof. I will describe it, obviously. But I just need you to see this so badly. I don't know if this is good or bad. It's either three ones or three sixes, (laughs) and I don't know which one it is. Angel numbers. No! (laughs) It's the fact that this one is specifically not. Oh my word. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Okay, Bunny, tell everyone what you rolled. I rolled three sixes. And I rolled no sixes. So you have narrative control. But somebody has to die. No, that's just if uh, Only fail. there's a failure. Got it. Um, I think in the uh the time they've been traveling, um, they would have realized the group would have realized that Bailey is great at stalling, um, and it provides a window of escape a lot of times, um, and in this instance, Bailey's very specific tonality is that ding, 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 warning sign in the back of her friend's heads to be like, now's the chance, go, 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 go. And out they run, and again, twisted arm, Bailey runs and goes, bye, and leaves. And they make it safely outside. For a while, yeah, and you're able to run. As you leave, you hear Chantel, or what looks like Chantel behind you screaming if you go out there there's gonna be new yous too and you hear the screeching and growling all around you as you run through the dark is it like dark vision-esque like am I able to see what's going on around yeah it looks It's not thermal vision, but you can see where there are things moving that are alive in the dark. (laughs) And as you run through your bandaged eyes and obscured vision, you see two, three, four of these creatures, some running on feet, some running on fours, some running on sixes as they run alongside you some with claws, some with teeth, all of them fast and after you. I take it back, guys. I don't want it. I don't want the thing. I don't want to be able to see what's going on. I'm good. Uh, I want my dumb, dumb ignorance is bliss back, please. Thank oh my you. Gosh. Um, a couple of things of note, just as a refresher. I believe Logan and Cassidy both have antlers in their inventory. That's true. Cassidy Mm -hmm. also has a piece of pipe from a car. Mm -hmm. Should you want to try and smack these things around? We also have siphoned gas. Siphoned gas. Yes. And I believe... Rubber. We also have some explosive something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I believe is private knowledge, not group knowledge. Yeah. 
But just a refresher, because it has been a bit since we played. Uh, did I only have one flare or two? I think you found three and you burned one. Okay. Yeah, I think, like, as we're running, gonna, like, swing backpack to the front and grab a second one and, uh, try to light it so that hopefully it's, like, any source of light and they might back away. Um, and if that doesn't work, Logan has plan B, so. Okay. Well, I'm going to have you make a conflict roll for this first, sure. uh, first thing here. You sure are. Uh, I'm going to say this is also Dire Straits. <sighs> dire conflict is what the technical word is. I found it in my notes. Dead eyes rock and roll. Who are we killing? <laughs> oh. Doesn't necessarily... Oh, I need to roll too, huh? <laughs> Just in case. For the people at home who cannot see you with your head in your hands, looking very um, dire. It also looks like you have a vice that you can burn in case you rolled any ones. (laughs) Does it work to reroll my hope dice or no? It does not, unfortunately. (laughs) Alright, well, um... Yeah, you know what? Might as well. I only rolled one one, but we're just gonna see what happens. Um, So, like, in a second, I think the flare kind of sputters for a second, and um, she thinks about how, like, oblivious Bailey has kind of been acting, uh, and that there is, like, clearly somebody there that she cares about. And Logan's jealous of that and doesn't want to know what's going on right now um which i think hardens her resolve a little bit i still failed though okay as you pull out this uh flare and as you go to light it with the flint and steel that you have in your bag, you're running, it's chaotic, you're striking and striking, and the sparks aren't going where you need them to go. They are going into your bag in front of you, where you are keeping your siphoned gas. You see this happen, and for a brief moment, you know what is going to happen. Is there anything else that your character would like to say or do? I think she just... I think in the way we've been running, she's kind of been running behind the two of them. Sort of a triangular shape with the other two in front. And, uh... She... She's a chemist. She knows what things will happen um, because of what she has. And she just stops running. Just, like, stops dead in her tracks. Um, And then turns and starts walking the other direction. The two of you, Bailey and Cassidy... You hear the footsteps behind you stop and slow the other direction. 
and you have a chance to turn around and you see just barely the silhouette of Logan before there is a massive explosion knocking the two of you forward and off your feet. Everything goes dark. These things are true. The world is dark. This is a lot of pressure. <laughs> this is a lot. Okay. Um, with no lights and no sense of direction now that Logan's gone, it seems the physical world reflects the inner world as it grows ever and ever darker. And we're alive. Uh. After the explosion, when Bailey and Cassidy were getting ready to run and run and run and run, and they finally need to take a rest, um, Cassidy pulls out her journal and is using sticky parts of, like, tree gunk or, like, bush gunk and stuff like that. And is drawing pictures of her own face and putting them on the pictures that she's been drawing in her journal while singing the songs that Bailey was humming earlier in their trek. What is Bailey up to? As you recover from the blast, it seems it scared away most of the creatures for now, but you know that it's only a matter of time before they return. I think, as we've established, the delusions um, and hallucinations that Bailey's having are just getting worse and worse and worse. Um, And I think that instead of just talking to Elliot, um, Bailey is talking to Elliot and Logan and is trying to make a plan. So so I think that, you know, um, we're, we're like, what, like like half a mile from the front I think we could totally do that in the next day um what do you think yeah no oh yeah no for sure just completely in her own world as you sit and as you care for your minds in the best way that you can Cassidy from your bag you hear a crackle It's one that you've heard before out in the field. It's the walkie-talkie. While Bailey is doing what she's doing, uh, Cassidy will not go far, but will just sort of take a slight step away so that way she can talk in semi-privacy. Pull out the walkie-talkie. Say... Hello? Cassidy. Hi. I saw the explosion. I'm glad that you're still out there. Well, I told you. Well, maybe not you. That we'll be the ones to make it out. It is still me. Kind of. It's still Chantel. 
Mm. I'm just here too. I know. I could tell. It takes a little bit for the memories to kind of sink in and settle and to be remembered, I guess, but I do remember our chat. You can still live like this. It's not the end. It's just a new beginning. I have been waiting all my life to be a part of something bigger than myself. But, looks over towards where Bailey is, I don't know what to do with the other of my trio, well, duo now. Have faith. The radio goes silent. Hmm. Faith. I'll put it back. And I'll walk over towards Bailey and just say, Hey, is this a bad time to chat with you? Um, all? Oh, no, you're just catching up. Ah. Um. I have a question for you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what... Do you really think we're gonna, um, make it out of here? I think in a moment of rare lucidity, her eyes get very clear and look at you. Absolutely not. Do you? I think that we might, uh, I don't think we'll make it out the same. I don't know that we'll have a choice. What do you want? With my death? With, uh, yeah, I guess. That's kind of all we got left, right? You know, I'm not going to pretend like I agree with everything that these creatures are doing, but um, I study science, and I know that species have an end, and sometimes that looks horrible. And unfortunately, that looks to be the case here. Um, however, if there's a shred of decency in these creatures, I would hope that they'd just let me be dead. I, I don't really want to be reincarnated, if that's kind of the 
closest term <laughs> or reused, I guess. But, um, you know, again, I don't think I have much of a choice, but that's what I want. <laughs> right? Right, Ilya? That would be the best way to go. <laughs> and then just kind of... Is there something... Is there a way I could possibly roll, just in hindsight with our experience with these creatures, to f- try and figure out, do you have to be killed by one of these creatures to have them sort of, like, assimilate with you? Or is it just any dead body, if that makes sense? Yeah, um, that's a good question. There's not much about other roles in the game unless they're conflict roles. So why don't you go ahead and roll me any kind of dice, and we'll say on an even number I can tell you a little more, and on an odd number you're not quite sure. Purely a flip of the coin. I got a six! Okay. Um, in your experience, from what you've seen and from what your scientific brain has been able to figure out, you know that Chantel was killed by these things. You can assume that the deer you found earlier in the canyon was killed by these things, and you remember seeing one with antlers, and... As you kind of piece it together, it seems like all of these creatures have features from things that perhaps they killed themselves. Hmm. Or at least, like... What's the word I'm looking for? The assimilate word. Yeah, like, they had access to the body, I guess, at the time of death. That sounds really gross. I don't like the way I phrased that. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. It's horror. I get it. <laughs> um, I think Cassidy will sort of uh, crack her neck. Well, if you're concerned about carrying on as uh, one of these things, then... Uh, Maybe we just need to get as far away from them as possible, if that makes sense. I'd like to at least get outside the gate. Hmm. That'd be enough. Alright, well, are are, uh, you ready to keep going then? We sure are! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, sorry guys. (laughs) Um... All right, let's let's go. Okay. What is your plan just to continue walking down the road to the front of the park? I think as quickly so. as possible to get there. Okay. Please, uh, Cassidy, mm-hmm. make me a conflict roll. You're rolling two dice. And then my hope die, right? And your hope die, that's true. Um, my, I still have my virtue, right? Yeah. My virtue's patience. I think I'm going to burn my virtue. Okay. Um, as with this obsession washing over Cassidy, um, she can feel herself becoming more and more anxious with when it will be her time to ascend. 
and she wants it to be now. Okay. Um, I have one success on my hope die. Uh, but no one. Do you have any sixes? I do not have any sixes. Okay. So it's still a success because you rolled the success on the hope die. Okay. I have narrative control because I've rolled two sixes. Okay. As you, I mean, you can also choose to forego um, me taking narrative control and snuff out a candle. That is an option that you also have, but I don't think you necessarily want to make that choice right now. No. Um, You continue on down the path, and um, your feet are aching. You've accrued a number of scrapes and burns and bruises as you go, but you see the gates out front. And as you approach and get closer, you see one of these creatures standing in the middle of the gate. It's ghostly white face with feathers sticking out of the top. Um, It reaches up a clawed hand and scratches at it, and you see this white skin crumple away almost like ceramic as it releases from this shell and you see more feathers underneath as this thing is evolving and shifting out and it looks at you as you approach do do you think this one's gonna talk um i'm not entirely sure we just uh maybe we can uh Wait it out a little bit and see if it'll at least move away from the gate and we can get to the other side at least. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I think we'll just, yeah, I'll just wait it out a little bit. See if it's staying there or if it's moving at all. Um, yeah, you watch and you observe as it kind of stands there. It seems to do that thing that, like, chickens or pigeons do, where it kind of paces around the area, but it doesn't seem like it has any intention of going anywhere. It doesn't seem like it's noticed you. Do do you think we could cause, like, a, like a distraction and then, like, go behind or something? Y- yeah. Um, I, I can... I can toss this in the other direction, but, um, I mean, maybe it'll give us enough time to at least run to the other side. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think that's our best, our best bet. You know, we're so close. All right. Uh, let me, and I'll throw it. (laughs) Okay. This is going to be considered a dire conflict. Ah! Okay. With two dice. And plus your hip dice. Who's gonna be the last one alive, I wonder? Who's the final girlfriend? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I rolled one one, but I rolled a six. I rolled okay. a six. Dang, that sucks. I rolled one <laughs> six two, so that means that I have narrative control, but it is a success. Okay. So as you throw this pipe, it clatters against the road a distance off, and you see this thing jerk its head to the side 
and sprint after it. It looks bird-like, but it hunches over and starts scrambling on fours towards this thing. A beak protrudes from this white papery mask as it opens wide to attack this thing that it's heard. And the two of you stare in horror for a moment before you sprint for the gate. Go, go, go! And you hear it behind you going after the pipe but realizing that it is a distraction and it turns and you run and you're able to slam the gate behind you. This thing reaching through the bars of this gate, clawed hands scratching at air, a desperate attempt to get you its prey, its prodigy, its something, but it is stuck behind the gate. Oh. Oh, my word. Oh, are you okay? Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Are are you okay? Yeah, we're good. We're good, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. We got yeah. what you wanted. We did. Yeah. I think Bailey in just this like out of body experience as much as she can be at this moment <laughs> um just goes and hugs Cassidy. And goes um. We're out. It's we're, it's out. We're outside. We did it. Um, Thank you. Um, you're you're welcome. And I think Cassidy will hug you and bring you in close. And we'll reach to the side and pull out her antler and stab it into your back. Bailey, of course, obviously responds to the pain, like the But you watch her eyes soften and again come back, her pupils sort of shrinking back down to a normal size, more normal than they have been. And she just lays her head on your chest. I think you hear Cassidy whisper, Mercy. Thank you. And I would like to do my best. I'll keep holding Bailey until I feel the life leave her. And I'll find somewhere to hopefully stash or bury or give her some sort of place of resting that these creatures will not have access to. Make me a conflict roll. Thank you, hope die. I got a five on my hope die. I think that she's able to find a sort of, uh, a little bit off in the distance, a little, like, rock and dust sort of figure that she's able to sort of find a little um, nook and is sort of able to sort of lay Bailey to rest there and is able to, with all of her strength of a paleontologist, (laughs) is able to roll a rock in front of it um, and pats it. And looks back to the gate.
You hear your radio crackle again. I remember we talked about mercy, too. Hmm. That was very kind. But she's gone now. She didn't want the things that I want. That's fine by me. What is it that you want? Cassidy will look to the gate that's now in front of her and pull her walkie-talkie from the side. Press the button. I want in. And I think with your permission, that would be a great time to snuff out a candle. (laughs) Absolutely. One candle remains. These things are true. The world is dark. And we are alive. I think you closed the gate from the outside. Mm -hmm. If you would like to open it back up, that is your choice. Cassidy hooks the walkie-talkie to her belt. And I don't think she's going... No. She was going to hop the gate. So that way this was at least contained. But I don't think she cares. So I think that she opens it. The gate screeches on its hinges. And you see this feathery creature turn toward you. Your walkie-talkie sounds from your hip. It looks scary, but it's not so bad once it's over. Uh, She looks at the creature and drops the antler and drops her bag. And with nothing left but the clothes on her body and a deep guttural obsession knowing that she has hurt and she has no need for patience she looks to the creature and says we are one I don't think a role is necessary here. So Jay, will you please tell us what happens to Cassidy in as much or as little detail as you would like? I think Cassidy, with her hands sort of palms out, but laying at her, her arms laying at her side, uh, falls to her knees and looks up at this creature and then up at the sky and she makes herself the perfect sacrifice target follower may I propose vessel vessel absolutely and I don't know exactly how it works but I think that she opens up specifically the, the core of herself 
to this creature to do whatever it feels it must in order to become one. Our last candle has blown out. These things are true. The world is dark. Somewhere, someone presses play on a recorder. Um, I've been looking for chemical anomalies and I can't find any. It's just ash. I've been looking at it for five days, hoping something was going to change. But, um, it didn't. Sand is still sand, and ash is still ash, so, um, probably out of a job. Doesn't really matter anymore. Um, so, move out of here if you can. We're not here anymore. Oh, oh, it's, oh, I guess it's on now. Um, hey, Elliot, uh, uh, it's weird to say that I miss you. I've only been gone a couple of days, but, um, I wish, I wish I had not gotten this spot. It's a little late for that now, but, y you know, things are, well, I was going to say something hopeful, but I don't, I don't really think there's a lot going for this guy right now. I, uh, hope you're watering my plants like I asked. Um, in any case, uh, we've, we've got to go soon, so, um, I love you. Don't, don't forget to feed the fish. Um, uh, hi mom, hi dad. Um, it's been a long almost a, a week now, I want to say, um, and I, um, I, I just gotta go. I know that's hard to believe, but I, I waited until a, a group of people were willing to go with me, um, so, to, to help with that, um, um, I won't be alone. Um, I know to, to understand the unknown, we must push forward, and um, even if it's scary. So, we've all sacrificed too much to let it remain unknown. I'll see you on the other side. Wow, y'all. Thank you all so much for joining me for 10 candles. Oh, gosh. I hope you're all doing okay. Oh, my I'm really emotionally traumatized and happy. Thanks for having me. Oh, gosh. <sighs> well, I have either succeeded or greatly failed as a gamekeeper. I've made my players cry. So um, thank you all so Massive much. Yes, huge failure, listening. obviously. <laughs> I don't like making my friends sad. <laughs> Meg, you're the one so. that said, let's play 10 candles. And we were like, okay. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs>
Anyway. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much at home for listening. I hope thank you enjoyed you. this as much as I enjoyed running it. Oh my gosh. Like, I, if you're at home, give a round of applause for our wonderful players. Like, oh my gosh. And also our awesome gamekeeper. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, checks. You know. Um, I really, I really think this is such an exceptional game. So please um, feel free to run this. I feel free. It's not my game. Feel, feel, check it out. It's a great game. Um, very good, very spooky. Um, <laughs> If you uh, would like to, and you're not already, you can follow us on our socials. You can find us at spells underscore, wait, uh, spells and whistles pod on Instagram and TikTok and spells underscore whistles on Twitter. You can also join our Discord if you'd like to talk about this episode or any of our other episodes or just find a community of like-minded nerds who like to roll dice in boxes and onto their tables. Um, We'd love to have you. Our cover art for this mini-series was made by Anastasia and our music was made by Ben. Thank you both so much. And, uh, yeah. Thank you again so much to Bunny for joining us. Yes, thank you. But I would not to anybody else. I love you so much. You're you're my Scorpio friend. Yeah! I love it here. You guys are so incredible. I think that's it. Okay, well, thank you again. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to this 10 Candles series. Stay tuned for a couple other little micro-series while we're on a bit of a summer break here at Spells and Whistles. Stay spooky, my friends. We'll see you next week for something a lot more (laughs) lighthearted. Bye. 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 Goodbye.